Welcome to Kindreds, a podcast for soul sisters. I'm Ashley Peterson. And I'm Katie Zay. We're kindred spirits talking all things faith, feminism, and friendship from our homes in the South. Hey, Katie. Hey, Ashley. How's it going? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) This summer has been rough, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel that. I think before we get into our favorite things episode, we should probably set the stage a little bit and talk about, number one, why we want to do this episode. Number two, what's going on in our lives. Yeah. So our last episode was pretty heavy. Yeah. We talked all about abortion, which was a great conversation, Mm -hmm. but took a lot out of us, I think, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially because that's the work that we do day in and day out. So to then make our podcast about that, it was just... It was intense. Mm -hmm. So we thought, let's do something a little bit lighter. Um, And I think also, maybe this is something that we both struggle with a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like, how do we find things that help us stay grounded and joyful or content, at least? And Mm -hmm. I know for me, that's been a really big struggle over the last, gosh, 36 years now. Um, (laughs) But really, the last few months since I started my job and it's last week was probably the worst week I've had since I started, not just because of the, what was happening in the intensity, but because I I don't really have that adrenaline I had when I first started and Mm -hmm. things were really, really chaotic. Like I'm kind of burnt out of that. And so when hardship comes my way in this role, um, I'm finding myself just a lot more tired and even had a morning in a hotel room last week where I set my alarm and like couldn't get out of bed. For an hour and a half after it went off. And I thought, ooh, this is this is my body telling me that something mm-hmm. is not right. So I've been sort of recovering from that and trying to figure out, you know, how to prevent that kind of thing from happening again. And, and, and talking about it, honestly, you know, I think um, depression, even if it's just episodic like that, can be hard to talk about. Yeah. Um, so I thought I would just name it here and say that's that's where I am. Like there are days when just getting out of bed is kind of hard. How about you? Yeah, that um, resonates a lot. <laughs> I This has been kind of a tough summer. I, and it's it's hard because summer is my favorite season. Same. We have birthdays. Yes. And, and it's like yeah. I've kind of felt like I've missed it. Like it's, it's on its downhill trajectory now. And I don't really feel like I was able to uh, really appreciate summer this year because I've just been so consumed with work. And yeah. I'm in the middle of a really big project at work that is taking not just my like time, but a lot of my just emotional capacity is going to work right now. And then, you know how it is uh, when you've got a kid at home, like you give your emotional energy to work and then what you've got left goes to your kid and your partner. And that's, I mean, then there's not a whole lot left. <laughs> and right. So- <laughs> Crash into bed, sleep. Repeat. Rinse, repeat. Yeah. Yeah. And that has felt like life this year, honestly. And I, you know, I haven't taken a vacation this year and mm-hmm. we haven't, um, I did have a, I took a couple days off cause I had to around 4th of July because daycare was closed. So yeah, it's not same. quite the same, but I, <laughs> no. you know, I did get a little bit of a recharge around 4th of July. That was, that was nice. But yeah, it's just, um, it's been a hard, a hard year. And some of that has been, you know, just what's going on in politics. It's just relentless. And Mm -hmm. this year's legislative session, you know, for the first several months of this year, it was abortion ban after abortion ban and terrible 
news coming from our southern border um, around immigration. Yeah, and it's just really hard to process it all and to do it in a way that's productive and doesn't just like lead lead you to despair, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So truth. So this is a great start to our favorite things, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. And you know, I It's um, real. It is real. And I was thinking about um in preparation for this episode, I was thinking about, you know, I, I shared earlier this year that my intention for the year was to have more fun. Mm-hmm. And I've realized lately that I think I did myself a bit of a disservice because what it's evolved into is just another item on my to-do list, like check off, you know, uh-huh. had a date night, check it off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of like our the episode we did a few years ago now on self-care and how self-care mm-hmm. just becomes this item on our to-do list. And depending on how we're framing it, you know, it could really <laughs> backfire and so I was thinking about like why did I why did I put that on my as my intention this year? And it was because my goal was really to bring more joy into my life in a more like peaceful and like contented kind of way. Yeah. So if I'm really aiming for that, it's not those little one, you know, a dose of fun, something fun here or there. I'm really I need to be focusing on the, the things we know that actually contribute to that sort of lasting and sustained sense of peace and fulfillment. And for me, it's got to do with gratitude. I don't know if if this is something that makes sense for you too, but when I am focusing more on gratitude and actually practicing gratitude, I am feeling better about life and it's easier to find the joy in the small things. And so that's a, that's mm-hmm. something I'm going to bring back, I think. That's good. Yeah, I had a very similar kind of conversation yesterday um about joy and having fun or it's a realization I've had about myself for a while that those things are they're harder for me than they are for some folks like some people I think are wired to look for fun and joy and are spontaneous and it's Mm -hmm. just that seems easy and I think because of the way that fun and joy feel when we experience them I think at least for me I put on that judgment that I should be able to locate that very easily. And Mm. it's just not a reality for me. Those things are hard for me. It's hard for me to figure out what makes me feel content and light and stuff. And so instead of judging me myself for that, I'm just trying to recognize like, that's just something that takes more effort for me than it does for other people. And then that's not, doesn't make me a bad person. Doesn't mean anything's wrong with me. It's just how I'm wired. But I was talking with my spiritual director yesterday, who's, (coughs) she's 82, I think. Wow. But I swear she and I are basically the same person. I mean, we're wired very, very similarly. And so I think she sees a lot of her younger self in me. And mm-hmm. I get to learn from someone who's, you know, toward the end of life, who's lived a life kind of like the one I will probably have. And so it just works really well. But we were talking about my job and how I'm just asking questions about what's what might I want to do after this? You know, I don't know that this kind of leadership position is what I want to do next. And what might I want to do instead? And so she and I were talking about what brings me joy or contentment or fulfillment. And, you know, I'm trying to come up with a list of things as we're talking. And and she said, I know if someone asked me that, that I would go make that a project. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make it a project to figure out what brings me joy and contentment. I'm going to go real hard. I'm going to come up with a great list. And it made me <laughs> laugh because that's so where I went in my head. I just made it into a project. Uh-huh. 
just like you said, having more fun becomes a project. I'm, I'm the yeah. same way. So I, I feel you. Yeah. Um, and again, like trying to focus more into just judging myself less. I think that that's the growing edge for me during this time is how do I practice more self-compassion, mm-hmm. um, whatever that looks like, instead of feeling like I should do X, Y, Z in order to be the kind of person I want to be. So I think a better description for this episode is what's getting us through this really challenging time of life. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> where can we eke out even a little bit of, of fun or lightness or something like that yeah (laughs) and if we're surrounding ourselves with just like things that make us smile or make us laugh like that stuff has impact too our environment and the things that we're reached for like all of that has impact too I have to turn off the like true crime podcasts and Uh I can't listen to the news and politics like in my downtime you know beyond just what I need to know to keep current with what's going on like not to get bogged down in all of that stuff um so I think that it is important like when we're surrounding ourselves with things that make us happy, make us smile, things that are nice to look at, things that mm-hmm. feel nice, like all of that I think is important too. So maybe we should get started with listing out some of the things that we are watching or reading. How do we want to yeah, take consuming. this? Yeah, what we Yeah. So some, yeah, no, let's do it. So on the watching front, I will say that since we moved into our new house May 1st, the TV is just not on very much. It's oh. just not become – and also, I should say, more than that, Sam is not going to bed until almost 9 o'clock um, most nights. And so that just limits like how – because we don't watch TV at night with mm-hmm. her. So we don't really watch a whole lot of things, but um, other than Gilmore Girls, which I watch all the time and have for years, the couple of things that uh, I've been watching that I've enjoyed over the last few months – one is Shit's Creek, which mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that is just super funny and there's just great characters and talk about kind of an escape from real life world. Just great writing. Um, if you don't know the premise of the show, it's a wealthy family that loses everything and then they've realized they, their only remaining asset is this, they own this really small, tiny town and they have to live in a motel and it's just hilarious. So Shit's Creek is one that we quote. And one of my favorite things is when one of the characters is Alexis, and sometimes that will turn on our Alexa in our house, and it's just <laughs> kind of funny <laughs> to watch that happen. <laughs> super, super silly. And then the other thing that I've been watching, which is a bit darker, but I still found really entertaining, is Dead to Me. Yes. Loved it. Yeah. With Christina Applegate. Just, like, really serious, kind of morbid, but for some reason her whole way of dealing with grief in her yes. life is very funny <laughs> yes. in a dark kind of way. Yeah. Are you finished with it yet? Yeah. Okay. I loved it. And I don't know if you got a chance to listen to this, but when the show released, uh, Christina Applegate was on Fresh Air. And oh, I need to listen to that. Oh, it was so good. Some things that I didn't know about, a lot of things I didn't know about her, like the um, the breast cancer storyline in the show is actually based That's on real. her life. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that she was really a dancer. And uh-huh. um, so the dance the, uh, class that she takes in the show, like all of that, um, she talks about how she, that was the first time she had done a dance number since she was seriously injured a few years ago. Mm. And so it was like, she was nervous and she talked about um, prepping for that uh, dance number and everything. And just... I really I loved that interview and found um, 
found her very relatable, I think. Yeah. I've yeah. I've liked her for a long time. There was some other show, Not Married with Children. There was something else she was on. And yeah, she just seems like one of those like very accessible people in Hollywood, which mm-hmm. may or may not be true, but yeah. I think that's why I like this show because I just like her and her aura that yeah. she has. I do too. So those are my two. What about you? Have you been watching anything good? So I um, am loving the Queer Eye More Than a Makeover uh, Oh, I'm so behind in that. (laughs) So I know we've talked about Jonathan Van Ness before, but I don't know if I mentioned just how important Queer Eye was to me because the very first season came out the week that Avery was born. Oh, wow. And you know that like first couple weeks that you're home with a newborn, you don't sleep at night like they're awake every four hours to feed and when you're breastfeeding like you're up with them and um I had that was when we were sleep still sleeping in shifts and mm-hmm. um I have some very sweet memories of holding Avery on the couch while he slept at three in the morning and like <laughs> laughing <Crying>. so hard <laughs> crying and laughing from the show that I was like jiggling him awake and like scared I was gonna wake <laughs> him up and I mean there's just some really beautiful memories so I think I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Queer Eye but yeah. I also just it is a beautiful show the, mm-hmm. the the Fab Five guys are just so human and the way that they allow themselves to be vulnerable on this show is just really beautiful and um, I love you know, the folks that they make over and it's just, it's so fun and light. And so that is one that, um, just always brings me joy. And then the other thing, there's a lot of really good, like mom centric content on Netflix mm-hmm. right now. There's two shows that I just love. One is they're very similar in, I guess the topic is similar. The tone is very different. So there's the letdown and working moms. And they're both about women who, are uh, recently re-entering the workforce after having a baby and then they're like friends who are all kind of in that same phase of life and the letdown I think is a New Zealand show and working moms is Canadian and they're both just so funny I just related to them so hard especially after Avery was first born Um, just the different they really go through like the challenges of just becoming a new parent and all the emotions Uh involved with that and the things that are complicated about it and how your friendships change and how your relationship to work changes and all of that stuff. I will say working moms is pretty raunchy. So yeah, I found it triggering too. It was almost too accurate. Mm, The letdown was for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I found working moms. I watched the first three or four and I was crying so hard. Like I was so sad when I was watching it that I thought this is not working for me. Yeah. (laughs) This is too close. Sam's almost five and it was too close for me. So I clearly got some work to do. (laughs) This, I will say the second season of working moms just came out and it is funnier than the first season. I think deliberately funnier. There's just a lot more jokes and it's focusing a lot more on the the absurdities I think than the um the struggles of parenthood Mm -hmm. and so I've really um been enjoying it I think more than the first season but yeah I could see it hitting close to home the letdown hit close to home for me at first too and that one is not as much of a as a comedy but I've seen that the new season is out and I haven't watched it yet but I'm excited too I just love that they're that we're telling these stories uh, about mm-hmm. women and about parenting um, on and these stories are just so much more accessible now 
It's so, true. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's I, I like that there's so much more original content. And I just heard on another podcast that Shonda Rhimes has a 10-year deal with Netflix. Have you heard this? No, but that's awesome. Yeah, so we should be looking for even more great content. I hope I'm not spreading misinformation. (laughs) Well, I know she moved from ABC to Netflix, but I don't know how long. I didn't realize it was a 10-year deal. That's That's what I heard. That's huge. They probably paid a lot for that. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't been watching a lot, but I've definitely been reading more. Mm. I got a new Kindle Oasis for my birthday, which is, I guess, the new fancy Kindle. It's got a little bit bigger screen and... I've started reading almost exclusively on it just because I can take it with me wherever I go. Um, So I've been reading only fiction. I've stopped reading nonfiction. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I used to make reading this other work project for me where I felt compelled to read nonfiction. Mm -hmm. And not to say there aren't great nonfiction books that can be really light and fun, but for me, I usually go to the super serious ones. And so... Um, I've been reading a lot of fiction. I feel like summertime, even if it has not felt like summer, is like it's like vacation reading time. And so I know that you've read this too, or are reading City of Girls. I did finish Elizabeth it. Elizabeth Gilbert. That one was, I really liked the first 60% of the book. Same. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I liked the whole thing, the whole story, but I just love getting immersed in the world of 1940s New York City and um, you know, in some rundown theater and the life of showgirls and just the sort of like carefree existence of the protagonist for the first like 60% of the book mm-hmm. was just really fun and really different. And I actually listened to Elizabeth Gilbert on a podcast with Oprah talking about writing this right after her partner died. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so it was just interesting to think that she was in that place of grief, but also created this super light and fun Mm -hmm. flirtatious book um so what did you think of city of girls i felt the same way the first 60 70 percent i felt like it was too long maybe like 100 pages too long but i oh funny yeah i felt that about um her book the signature of all things too it just felt i couldn't get long exactly (laughs) i finished it but at the end i was like "Mm, man i would have cut out a lot but that's just you know (laughs) That's my preference. I um, I really enjoyed it, and I did. I found a lot of value in the ending of City of Girls, but there was a there was a part toward the last third that I was just like, oh, get over it already. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I felt the same way, and I think I'm starting to feel less guilty about kind of skimming books. Where oh, I'm like, for sure. Nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna read a little bit next page. <laughs> for sure, I do that a lot. <laughs> Another book that I read that got – sometimes when a book is really highly recommended, I almost resist reading it because mm-hmm. I feel like the hype is so high. But I did finally read Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Have you read this book? Mm-mm, no. I resisted it because it was so popular. But I finally read it. And again, it took me a little while to get into it. There's a lot of um, kind of like Southern – uh, what do they call it? Like phonetic spelling, where it's mm-hmm. trying to get the dialogue of. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a word for that in literary fiction, where you're basically reading the phonetic, phonetic spellings. Dialect, of words. I guess. Dialect, yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there was a word. And that was a little distracting. So I gave myself permission to kind of skip through some of that. But um, I didn't realize it was a part kind of murder mystery as Mm -hmm. a very small element and I just love there's a lot of descriptions of the marsh and all of the wildlife that lives out there and I grew up in a coastal town I mean it's set in North Carolina too so Mm -hmm. there was just a lot of connections I ended up really really loving that book 
So it was just a fun, I mean, there was a lot of seriousness to it, but it was really beautifully written. And again, I allowed myself to skim over the parts that I didn't love as much, Mm -hmm. but that was a really good summer read too. That's awesome. I haven't, other than the last book I talked about, Little Fires Everywhere, I haven't done much reading this summer. (laughs) Aside from that, City of Girls. Yeah, I just, I've wanted to, and I've been reading more work-related stuff as well. And I just- That's real. It's not fun. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I get that. I mean, however, we need to unwind. And for me right uh-huh. now, it just happens to be reading fiction. I think it's in part because I have this new toy. Yes. I have this new thing to read on. Um, but the last book that I just finished last night, actually, is called Matchmaking for Beginners by Maddie Dawson. And it's not a new book, I don't think. But it was. it's available on Amazon Prime Reading, I think. And it... It has this element, and again, I should have looked this up. I swear, this is the least prepared I've ever been for an episode. But (laughs) there's a kind of fiction where it's very much, you know, in the real world, but there's just like a tiny bit of magic that's incorporated in. I think that's magical realism. Magical realism. So there's like a little tiny bit of that woven through, um, even though the plot is very straightforward in lots of ways, but there's a little bit of that kind of magic element in it. Mm. And it was just a really fun... Also set in Brooklyn, New York, um, fun, light summer read. And I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm like, this is not important. I'm just enjoying the process of reading and not worried about what am I getting out of this. It's just like the process of reading this is very enjoyable, yeah. which for me is a huge barrier, right? Like just enjoying something for the sake of enjoying it is not easy for me. So I'm like, yes, I've read three books this summer that were just for fun. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So what are we listening to? Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell me what you've been listening to? All right. So music wise, um, the new Lizzo album is just amazing. Every song. (laughs) I love it. If you haven't downloaded it or if you don't have it streaming, like just go listen to it. It's so fun and empowering. It's so good. And she has such an amazing voice. And then she's Mm -hmm. so funny. Yes. (laughs) Such a good combo. Her lyrics are (laughs) so clever and just great. I love the song Like a Girl. That that might be one of my favorite. It's very like summer anthem-y. So that one was a Mm -hmm. lot of fun. And then, um, Recently, when The Lion King came da- came out, the new Lion King, um, there's a companion album that Beyonce released called The Gift. It's not oh. technically a soundtrack, but it's because it doesn't have like the songs from the movie in it. It's it's all just really incredible songs that are kind of a companion to the movie in like the spirit of the songs and the lyrics and the style and they're just it's it's really cool the very first song on the album is called bigger and i just want to read the first verse because this is a song i was listening to it on my headphones as i was going i was walking um a few blocks to go pick up my son from daycare and like the song started playing and it stopped me in my tracks and i like choked up and had to just pause and listen to the song so that i wouldn't show up to pick up my son from daycare, like crying, crying whatever. Yeah. But the very this is the very first verse. If you feel insignificant, you better think again. Better wake up because you're part of something way bigger. You're part of something way bigger. Not just a speck in the universe. Not just some words in a Bible verse. You are the living word. You're part of something way bigger. Bigger than you. Bigger than we. Bigger than the picture they framed us to see. But now we see it, and it ain't no secret. Oh, that's oh so good. the whole song is just it gets better. It is just it's so good. But um the those are that's just a taste of what I've been listening to this summer. I've been trying to really focus on just more 
fun, kind of light music. Um, so I love what, it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about music and then maybe talk about podcasts. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Okay. So when I'm driving Sammy to school or home from school, she is really obsessed right now with the soundtrack from the movie Leap, which mm-hmm. is on Netflix about an orphan who becomes a ballerina. And so it's the first movie that she's watched where she can remember what's happening in the movie when the song is playing. Oh. So she's like, play the one where they're, you know, on the stage or, but it's a lot of uplifting music, like very inspirational kinds of things. So not that I would say if you don't have a kid, you should go listen to the Leap soundtrack, but for kids music (laughs) to a movie... It's actually really good, and it's got, um, I think it's a Demi Lovato, The Confident song. Mm. Um, so it's just fun. So we listen to that a lot. That's what that's what Sammy and I listen to in the car. And then, of course, I'm also obsessed with Lizzo's Because I Love You album, and I loved her Tiny Desk concert on NPR. I have not heard this yet, but I'm going to go <laughs> find so, it. It's so good. And my favorite thing about her, first of all, she's just gorgeous and like owns the space in this amazing way. She's got this great orange dress on. But then <laughs> I don't know why this cracks me up so much, but all of her songs are very secular. But as she finishes and the piano player is, you know, playing at the end of her song, she's like, hallelujah <laughs> to herself. And there's just something so refreshing about it, like being like, yeah, I just did that thing. And I'm going to like praise the Lord for myself. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and the other thing that I've been listening to to kind of get me through is the Mood Booster playlist on Spotify. Yes, I listen to that too. Yeah. And the first song right now is the Kelly Clarkson song, um, Broken and Beautiful, I think is what it's called. Mm. And it kind of has a feeling similar to the one you were describing, where it's like, yeah, I'm like really tough and I'm broken and I'm okay this way. Like, you don't have to fix me. You know, I can be both of these things. I can be strong and I can be weak at the same time. So I often will go to the airport and put on my makeup in the airport bathroom before I fly to God knows where and listen to that as I'm getting ready to just kind of like get into the... (laughs) Get into the mindset of doing work. So if people so didn't that's... understand, like, your life right now, I feel like that is a really good <laughs> illustration. It is. It's like, how how little time can I spend at home, you know, before I have to go to the airport and then, like, use my airport time as efficiently as I can. So, yeah. yeah. That is my life. <laughs> uh, so podcasts. Yeah. What have you been listening to? Mine is not going to appeal to everybody. But this is just where I am in my life right now, too. So have you heard of Oh Crap Potty Training, the the book and method, I guess? Yes, I've heard of it. I haven't read it, but I'm familiar with the franchise. Yes. Okay. So the author is Jamie Glowacki, and she has also just come out with a book called Oh Crap, I Love My Toddler. And it's kind of just <laughs> – I think she's – I think her background is social work and, like, child psychology and that kind of thing. And so she does a lot of uh, family coaching around, like, behavior and things like potty training and stuff like that. So she's got this podcast called Oh Crap, I Love My Toddler. There's a longer title <laughs> – that I can't repeat on the podcast. <laughs> but you go look it up. <laughs> yes. She um the the tagline for the podcast is for conscious parents who like to drop the F bomb a lot. <laughs> so that gives you a taste. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I love her style. She's kind of a um 
she calls herself hippy dippy, but she's just more of a like relational as opposed to maybe more authoritarian style of parenting. She's more relational. And um, this podcast is targeted at parents of children between two and four, I think that like true toddler years. So I'm a little, I'm not quite there yet, but Mm -hmm. her advice is so good and applicable to the things I'm going through because she talks a lot about like why it's important for parents to really take care of themselves and to give, give to yourself so that you can be present and like there for your kids. And so what, what self-care really looks like. And she's got a similar philosophy to us. You know, sometimes self-care is making sure that you're going to the dentist and things like just taking care of your body and making sure you are going to bed at an appropriate time and getting up with enough time to get yourself together in the morning so that you can start your day off well. Like she's not Mm -hmm. talking about manis and petties either. (laughs) She's talking about like the real business of taking care of our personal selves and our inner lives so that we can, um, you know, be better parents. Um, and so there's episodes about that. And then, um, one recent one, she talks about just the expectations we have for our kids and what childhood looks like and what we think our kids are capable of. And, you know, sometimes we need to reset that, you know, we don't need to be making our kids learn the alphabet and write their names at two years old. And like Mm -hmm. the, the business of childhood is play like that. That's how they grow and develop and learn and things like that. So it's, I've just been getting a lot out of it, but I realize that that is not necessarily a podcast that's going to appeal to everybody. So maybe the things you're listening to <laughs> might be things that our listeners might uh, appreciate a little more. Right. Neither of the podcasts I'm going to talk about are hosted by parents. <laughs> like all of them are are child-free women. So the, the first podcast that I don't remember how I found it. I think it might have been on Stitcher Premium, but it's called By the Book by Kristen Meinzer and Jolenta Greenberg. And they're probably around our age, maybe a little younger. They're in their 30s. And they basically take self-help books, they read them, and then they implement them for two weeks. And then they report back on what they learned. Oh, yeah, it's really fun. And Jolenta does stand up comedy. They're both really funny. Uh, Kristen actually used to produce Gretchen Rubin's podcast. Oh, yeah, the Um, Happiness Project. Happy, yeah, what's it called? Happier or I don't know, whatever. Gretchen Rubin's podcast. So she's from the podcast world. And then Jolenta is like got an acting background, but they record little diary entries during their two weeks and they both have really sweet, funny husbands. And I don't know, there's just something about learning just really quickly what some of these self-help books are that I don't have time to read. (laughs) And, and then they'll do a verdict where they're like, this is a piece of garbage, you know, like don't ever read this book. And it's kind of nice if you want to know just the little snippets of what those books are all about. I love it. And they've done everything from The Secret to uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert to um, French Women Don't Get Fat, which they hated. It's just a they'll do one on like the tarot cards. It's just all over the map cool. and really fun. And they're both very different in how they see. The, I mean, they're both feminists and progressive and stuff like that. They both live in Brooklyn, but Jalenta is more. She calls herself a witch. Like she likes crystals and all that. <laughs> Kristen is much more the pragmatist of the two, and they just have a really nice banter between the two of them. Um, so that's really fun. It's called Buy the Book, and they have a great Facebook community too. If you listen to it and want to connect with other listeners. And they also get really serious about their lives too. They don't just 
it's not just light and airy all the time, but I feel like I've gotten to know them through listening. I think they're on their fourth or fifth season right now. So that's a really fun one. And kind of similar to that has been Chelsea Handler's new podcast based on her new book called Life Will Be the Death of Me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you're a Chelsea Handler fan or watch her show or seen her stand up or anything like that. I don't know a whole lot about her. I think I've watched a stand up and I think when she had that Netflix show, I might have watched an episode or two. And I I find her interesting. Um, And I would definitely listen to this podcast. So if you know from that little bit, you probably know she's very surly and very, Mm -hmm. she's kind of mean. Her comedy Mm -hmm. is very mean. And this is all about her discovering why she is the way that she is. And she goes back to her brother dying when she was nine years old Mm -hmm. and it just completely broke her and she never dealt with the grief of that. And so this is actually about her after the election, um, whatever year that was, 2016, (laughs) she was so furious that it sent her into therapy to be like, how can I be a better person? Like, I'm just miserable. I hate everyone. Everyone's annoying. And she like discovered that this was her kind of first wound that has shaped her entire life. And so she's actually a lot more self-aware and like talks about serious stuff while also still being her funny. It's a great kind of evolution of who she is. And so you still get that like very funny Chelsea, but it's softer and more Mm -hmm. self-aware. So um, she brings her psychiatrist on and her friends and she does some live shows where she's doing little snippets. It's really kind of lovely to see her growth as a human being. Um, so that's been a really fun one. It's called Life Will Be the Death of Me. I That makes me want to read her book, too. I want to read it, too. I haven't read the new book. I've read all of her other ones. But yeah, because apparently I, I just was like missing the softness of her. Like, what is she underneath this exterior? And I really think that for most of her life, she had that very like hard exterior because she didn't let herself touch that pain from when she was a child. Wow. So it'll just be nice to read something where she's got both of those things there. I just think that that is such a good reminder to have a little empathy for folks that yeah. come off certain ways and we don't understand why, you know, maybe we, we don't, we butt heads with somebody in our life and like, it's just a good reminder that like, we don't know what they're going through and maybe they don't know what they're going through either. You know, like Literally. we're all just, <laughs> we're all just trying our best. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, it's a good reminder. I tend to take everything personally. Let it affect me at a deep level. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I don't recommend this approach. No. (laughs) So let's talk about like some social media. What, who are we following and what apps are we using? Okay. Want me to go first? I'll be real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you go first? Okay. These are all funny things. So on Twitter, there's an account called Best of Next Door. And if you all, probably know but if you don't it's next door is a neighborhood oh yeah okay online forum so mm-hmm. this where people like we have one for our neighborhood and people can post hey do you have a recommendation for someone to do your lawn or yeah looking for whatever or i lost my dog or lost my keys that kind of thing but this one goes through all of the next door forums and finds like the most ridiculous things that oh. people do <laughs> and it's just so funny so um Nextdoor hates that this account exists, of course, <laughs> but it's really, really, really entertaining. So on Twitter, that's one I would recommend. And then on Instagram, this is kind of an older recommendation, but Celeste Barber, I do love you her. follow her? Yes, she's so <laughs> where good. She, where she does, she like pretends to be, or she re- replicates, I guess, yeah. celebrity Instagram posts and just, 
she like does not take herself seriously. It's so refreshing because she's got like a mom bod, you know, she's like a yes. normal looking human, like rec- recreating all of these ridiculous photos and videos and stuff. And it just, she makes me laugh every time. She is actually on, um, she's one of the characters on the letdown. She's oh, a, really? Yes. Oh, well, now I'm going to have to watch yes, it. Yes, now you're going to have to. She is so funny. I love that. And then the last one is kind of a sweet one, which is duck. ducks make great pets. <laughs> and it's like a couple of ducks and then a family that also owns golden retrievers. So a lot of times it's just like ducks and golden retrievers uh, interacting. So the strange animal friends account. And it's just, it's real sweet because the ducks just annoy the golden retrievers and they're so <laughs> patient. It's really sweet to watch them interact. So. <laughs> Those are some of mine just, you know, like light and fun and not reading the news yes. on the social media. Yes. So I don't have <laughs> any recommendations for folks to follow necessarily, but I did see this really sweet post that my friend sent me yesterday. Um, if you don't follow Michelle Obama on Instagram, you really should. Her Instagram is lovely. She's always like lifting up other women. And um, she yesterday, I did not know this, but yesterday was National Girlfriends Day. Oh, and Michelle Obama posted a video to her Instagram just talking about the importance of relationships, especially like our female friendships and how we should as an element of our self-care, we should really like guard and nurture our relationships with our girlfriends. And I thought that was just a really nice reminder. And that kind of leads me into the app that I am using that I'm loving. It's called Marco Polo. Have you heard of it? I think so. Is that where you do like short videos and send them to your friends? Yes. So it's kind of like FaceTime in essence. Like if you can't schedule a FaceTime with somebody in your life, you can talk into the Marco Polo app and it just stores the video there for them until they have time to go um, listen to it. And then they can watch your video and then record a video responding to that. And so – Oh, I want to be friends on there. Yes. Can we do it? Yes, please do it. Okay. It's so fun. So this is – it has really changed my life in terms of how I am keeping up with my two good friends who live in um, – well, one lives nearby, but we don't get to see each other that often. And then the other lives in Florida. And the three of us have a group polo that is – it ranges from just us like – showing each other what we cooked for dinner or like maybe we're venting about like a really terrible day we just had or maybe we are pretending to be YouTube stars and unboxing our latest like skincare purchase. (laughs) It is so much fun. I feel like I'm much more connected to them ever since we started doing this. Like I know what's going on in their day-to-day lives now in a way that I didn't a year ago because when you're trying to like schedule a phone call or schedule a Mm -hmm. FaceTime date or something – I mean, it just never happens. And so this app has really changed the game for me in keeping up with folks. Now, I've tried, I've invited other people to use it too. And if, if another person is not good at responding, then it does kind of fall apart. You leave a message. If they never listen to it, or I tried to do this with my brother and he like never listens to them and then never responds. And so I kind of gave up on that. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds more fun than texting though. It is. You can really evoke more of your. Like surroundings and yes. all that stuff. Yes. It drains your battery a little bit on your phone. Okay. That's the only <laughs> the only downside to it. I'll sometimes look at my phone and I'm at 30% and it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what? Because I like listened to a polo and recorded one and I'm like, oh, dang. I got to go charge. <laughs> but 
It's a small price to pay. It is a small price to pay. I'm just I'm and I feel like I'm using my phone to its capacity too. <laughs> so that's good. I love that. I love that. That sounds really fun. I want to try that with some friends. Um, so I would say this expiration date on this episode could be like a week from now. It could be two days from now. Right. I'm just talking about what's in the moment. So this week I saw Headspace was having a sale where they had their annual um meditation app for 40% off. And I was like, okay, I just, I got to do something. So I downloaded it and I've used it before a few years ago. And I, I think we've talked before, like meditation yeah, maybe. is so hard for me. I just really struggle with it. It's really tough. I'm not someone who will make the time to just sit and be quiet. So I like Headspace because it just, it's enough guidance and it doesn't feel too woo-woo for me, but there's enough cueing and instruction that I can do it. And um, so I've been enjoying that. I'm doing one on happiness right now, a 10-day course, and trying to keep my streak up. And I also have a place in my new house that I go to do it. That was something my actual therapist recommended, like find a spot in your house. It's not where you work. Mm. That's just for going and being. And so it's kind of making it a ritual. Um, So I'm using Headspace. And then one I just recently tried, which I will report back on next time we talk, is Mixed Tiles, where you print photos from your phone with little frames. Oh, cool. And they're only $11 a piece because we have all of these bare walls in our new house mm-hmm. and none of our old frames and stuff work. And there are these three photos I really wanted to print. Actually, I hope my husband's not listening because I want it to be a surprise. But we have ones of each of us kind of jumping in front of our new house. Cute. So I got all of those. And I'm excited to see. Apparently, you can like stick them anywhere you want and they don't peel the paint off. And I need like low maintenance things. Mm-hmm. So this was easy. I'm like, go pick these three photos. This frame, print, send them to my house. <laughs> that is how you got to do it. <laughs> it is. Or it never, the, the photos just never materialize. Yes. Yes. So I'll let you know how they actually turn out. But in terms of usability, it was really easy. Cool. Yeah. I can't wait to see them. So we're getting a little long. I wonder if we should um, maybe do like one more category, I guess. We've got, we, we wrote out a. A good long list of, of things. Maybe we can share some of those things in, in our show notes, the things that we don't get to. But maybe Who we... Who knew? We would gab for so long about being miserable. <laughs> I know. Okay, yeah. Let's do, let's do one, like, maybe one random thing? Yeah, one random okay. thing. And then okay. um, then we'll talk about uh, our National Girlfriends Day. Okay, love it. Okay. All right. So what's some random thing that you're into that's helping you get by? Okay, this is super random. And I also heard about this on um, Call Your Girlfriend. This was one of Ann Friedman's. She was talking about a favorite thing recently on an episode, and I was like, me too. So I got a hair towel wrap. One of my friends gave it to me for my birthday, and it's just this very simple microfiber. I believe the brand is Turby Turby Twist or Turby Towel, something like that. It's a great name. It is so great. It's just a uh, a hair towel wrap that lets you just, when you get out of the shower, you just kind of flip your head upside down. It's an easy way to just wrap your hair up and get it off your shoulders so it can start to dry while you're, like, getting dressed. It's just made my life very easy. I love it. I don't have, like, wet, drippy hair all the time, and I don't have to – I've kind of stopped blow-drying my hair. So this is, like, a way to help me air dry it and expedite that process a little bit. So that's my thing that I love is my turby twist. (laughs) And sometimes it's the simple stuff that you use every day yes. that actually makes you feel better because it's like, oh, this maybe slightly annoying thing mm-hmm. I now have dealt with. And, it's, and I like look forward to using this little product that 
helps me dry my hair. I mean, that's a very usable product. Yes, exactly. I love it. What about you? <laughs> Mine are, well, mine's maybe not quite as functional, but sort of. So for my birthday, Matt wanted to buy me these Mario Badesco, Badescu facial sprays. Ooh. So they're just like moisturizing sprays. And we got them at Ulta. I guess he saw someone from work using them on a trip or something like that. Fine. But they have lots of different scents because um, I'm into essential oils and stuff like that. So one's chamomile lavender. So it's kind of a calming thing. Mm. And then one's orange blossom and sage. And so when I'm wanting to calm down, I spray my face with the chamomile lavender. And when Ooh. I want to feel <laughs> energized, I do the orange blossom and sage. And it just kind of... Gives your skin like a little glow, kind of moisturizes it, and it's just a fun. I like scent a lot as a one of the senses. I have a really strong sense of smell, and so to have that kind of pleasant, like okay, like here's a little spa treatment in the middle of the day before I go and do my next thing. It's been kind of a nice life hack thing. Oh, I love that. I'm gonna look for those because that sounds like it smells really good. Camel yeah, and I think lavender. they're like seven bucks or Whoa. twelve bucks. I mean, they're not expensive, so it feels like a luxury, but it doesn't cost a lot, which is really nice. Oh, those are the best. So, in lieu of kindreds of the moment, we're we're going to celebrate National Girlfriends Day, which was yesterday. So, it's today we're recording on August second. National Girlfriends Day was August 1st. It's probably going to be let's like... Let's declare it National Girlfriends Month. month. Yes. Because let's be real. <laughs> it might be a couple weeks before we <laughs> release this episode. <laughs> but um, who are your favorite TV or film girl group besties? Okay. I think most people who know me would guess this one. Mm-hmm. Mine is the cast of the Gilmore Girls. Yay. 100%. Always Gilmore Girls. I love Suki and Lorelai. I love Rory and Lorelai, Rory and Paris. They're just lots of fun. Um, Rory and Lane. Yeah, Rory They're and Lane. They're just great. Yeah, great women relationships. I'm probably even missing some. Oh, like Miss Patty and Babette. Um, Babette. Yes, yeah, they're just they're great. So funny. Great girlfriend relationships in that show. What about you? Okay, so I have two. One is the classic Golden Girls. They are my, like, hashtag goals for my female friendships over the course of my life. And honestly, if I could envision, like, a great phase of life of of the future, it really would be, like, living in an apartment with my best girlfriends. Yes, eating cheesecake. (laughs) Eating cheesecake and, like, yeah hanging out i just love it so, i love it i'll do that with you yes let's please <laughs> we can get our like moos and our cheesecake yes i love it so that's my first one and then i also really love i watched jane the virgin i know you do too and yes. it ended this last week oh was no the end of the series i haven't watched the last few episodes but i'm kind of sad too so the relationship between Jane, her mother, Xiomara, and her grandmother, Alba, like the relationship between those three women is just so beautiful and inspiring. And I love to watch the show for that relationship. Like that central relationship is what makes the show for me. The show itself is like all over the place and wild and you just kind of mm-hmm. have to roll with it because it's that telenovela style of of just drama and just camp and it's very fun but what the the heart of the show really is that relationship between the the mom daughter and grand grandmother and i just really love that so those I are my, that too yeah those are my but i feel like we're missing i feel like we're missing a really big one like who we we're constantly sending gifts to each other of this bestie team well, Anna Leslie from Fresh oh, Rec. Yes. <laughs> and whenever I'm feeling starfish. sad, 
<laughs> Whenever I'm feeling sad, I'm like, Ashley, I need for you to send me a GIF to make me feel better. You always send me Leslie and Anne gifts. always Leslie and Anne gifts. <laughs> and you beautiful musk ox. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it love yeah, that there's too many amazing besties on tv to name even in this little segment yes i'm very grateful for that <laughs> so i think that's a good uh note to wrap things up on a little gratitude for all the all the lovely female friendship models we've got out there right now yeah and we haven't even talked about what we're going to record next. So y'all just hang tight. We'll be back. It won't be uh, my favorite things part two. It'll be no. something else. Yeah, we'll do something else. Yeah, we haven't talked about it yet. But if you have suggestions or or if there's something really calling to you that you would like for us to, to weigh in on, please reach out to us. Uh, you can send us an email, team at kindredspodcast.com. You can join our Patreon, become a patron, Patreon slash yes, that's kindreds. <laughs> something like that you know you can hit katie up on twitter you know yeah one of those things it would be so nice to get an email that's not a bot or spam oh yeah that would make us real happy that would be our next favorite thing yeah real email in our inbox real email from real people yes (laughs) i love it all right katie well hang in there friend you too i'll talk to you soon talk to you later bye Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, kindredspodcast.com. That's kindreds with an S. Or you can send us an email at team at kindredspodcast.com. You can also follow me, Katie, on Twitter at Katie Zay. That's Katie with an E-Y-Z-E-H. Please send us your thoughts, ideas, and questions. We'd love to hear from you. 